sense in you. Shove my penis in your butthole. I will. Like batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Ready to move up. The purpose of our two previous encounters is now very clear to me. I do not intend to be distracted by another. Good night, Mr. Bond. Do you expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Enjoy them as much as any bloke. But in the spirit of commemoration, whereby those events of the past, usually associated with someone's death or the end of some awful bloody struggle, are celebrated with a nice holiday, I thought we could mark this November the 5th, a day that is sadly no longer remembered, by taking some time out of our daily lives to sit down and have a little chat. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. Mm, yeah. think, just let me I think. Expect even now, orders are being shouted into telephones. Silence! With Silence! Guns, be on their way. It's chances that. Damn it! Why? Because while the truncheon may be used in lieu of conversation, words, words will always retain their power. Words offer the means to meaning, and for those who will listen, the enunciation of truth. And the truth is, there is something terribly wrong with this country, isn't no. there? You designed it, sir. You wanted it foolproof. You taught me every television in London. Cruelty and injustice, intolerance and oppression. And where once you had the freedom to object, to think and speak as you saw fit, you now have sensors and systems of surveillance coercing your conformity and suppressing your submission. We need cameras. How did this happen? Who's to blame? Well, certainly there are those who are more responsible than others, and they will be held accountable. But again, truth be told, if you're looking for the guilty, you need only look into a mirror. Yep. There is no escape. Don't make me destroy you. You do not yet realize your importance. You have only begun to discover your power. Join me, and I will complete your training. With our combined strength, we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy. I'll never join you! If you only knew the power of the dark side. Do you want to know what it is. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Yep. What truth? That you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage. 
born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. We move south to find Navia. Let Crixus and the other Gauls chase lost hope. Spartacus! The decision's been made. We must stand as one. Or fall. Divided. And then Hardland. Shackle will be struck from every slave upon our path. We will see our numbers grow. And when they have become legion, we will face Glaba and the hordes of Rome again. And the gods shall weep for their suffering. Beep, beep.
Hey kids, welcome to another exciting episode of the original Red Pill Show. Today is Sunday, where we all, you all, we all should be in church, including me. September, is it September? Oh, I would love if it was September, actually. January 22nd. 2022 this show is for entertainment and educational purposes only please use at your own risk this show is copyrighted by me and freedom revolution network no part of it can be reused rebroadcasted in any way shape or form without our written consent or you could just ask and finally show is opinionated the host especially Callers, people that are naughty in the chat room are. Thank you. Oh, excuse me. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Wow. I do that like never. Except, of course, when I start to do a show. Okay. The people that are naughty in the chat room are and always will be opinionated under no circumstances whatsoever. Should opinions be taken as advice? If you are seeking professional advice, surely encourage you to hire a license of required person in his or her field. There, little Tommy. Hey, man, though, that's his name broadcasting live from the wonderful, I guess. All matter perspective, wonderful state and country of the United States of America. How you doing? I think I'm going to, since I just said that, I'm going to share the stats. Uh, I have not been on here for two or three weeks. One of my little hiatuses. Of, I'm not doing this more anymore to, I got to do this to, I'm not doing it. It's like, I get overloaded. It's like anybody or anything. And uh, now I uh, stumbled on something and I think it uh, deserves to be discussed, brought up, bring to people's attention because, uh, for me, it's an epiphany or a spiritual awakening or whatever you want to call it. And uh, I think people need to hear this. But before we get into that, let's see. I'll just do the last 12 months of statistics. Remember, I don't get a dime for this show. It's just going to be on Podbean now, and that might be limited Uh or change just to Freedom Revolution Network. That's the plan. Spreaker's gone. Oh, it's my favorite. I don't know. I don't want to get into it, though. So here we go. La, la. The number one download for the past three months is at Factor Theory. Hmm. What? Of course, somebody wants to bother me because I'm doing a show. Where are the statistics? Here we are. See, it shows how much I do this. 
the United States of America, we're just all binded together. Uh, I pledge allegiance, allegiance to the flag. I'm only saying this because I can't remember what I'm trying to say. To the flag in the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That's what I wanted to say. The last part. Although the whole thing is good. But no, you can't say that no more, which is a little tiny piece segue of what I'm going to talk about. Please have an open mind. Here we go. Number one, United States of America, United Kingdom is second, Australia is third, Israel, that's interesting, fourth, India, South Africa, Canada, Puerto Rico, Poland, did I listen to it backwards, Nigeria, Netherlands, Georgia, Morocco, Iran, Chile, Brazil, Germany, Algeria, France, Trinidad, and Tobago and unknown, which could be firefighters, military, uh, I don't know, whoever, uh, firefighters, teachers, uh, law enforcement, you're all heroes to me, and thank you very much, and you're all severely underpaid. Okay, enough of that. The United States of America broken down in statistics for the past three months. Illinois, okay, <laughs> I don't really talk to anybody anymore in Illinois. And, and in fact, okay, so if you listen to this show, you know that I'm very sarcastic, and this is not really me this is me doing my show kind of like tom cruise is maverick oh he is oh wow he flies around in an f-18 and and does all this and rides kawasaki 1000 crotch rocket all the time it's like no that's his character that's not tom cruise sorry to tell you or is he the guy ethan hunt or the guy from Risky Business, or yada, 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 yada. That is his character. So we very delusional for one to think that that's who Tom Cruise is. That That's this show. This is not me. Quite honestly, if you would have told me I would be doing this, I would say you're crazy. Let alone the format and the way I do it. So sarcastic joking okay i have to if i don't it's just going to be another dull boring podcast there's a gazillion of them out there and i'm not gonna do it i come from chicago chicago radio djs radio personalities whatever you want to call them been listening to that since i was seven years old so that's where this is coming from just for an understanding it seems like i just got to put up all these uh um like in my introduction all these before you listen to the show there's some things you need to know okay so that's enough of that 
But if I had my choice, now here's what I'm going to say, and then here's gonna here's what I mean. Okay, I could give two flying fucks of people listening to me in Illinois. Actually, I really don't care. Okay, the state's going to hell. I just met a couple that moved here from uh, Roscoe, Illinois, which is right by the border of uh, Illinois and Wisconsin, heading north on Interstate 90. And we all agreed. It's going to hell. It's a shithole. It's this. It's that. And I didn't live too far from there anyway. About 40 minutes south off of Interstate 39. doesn't matter at all. Okay, now here's what I really mean, okay? For all he is. So when I group people into a state category like everybody else is doing, and I quote unquote pick on you, it's just kind of poking you, you know? It's a joke. It's just a little thing. Now, what I really mean, disclaimers, that's the word I was looking for. I'm not awake yet. All these disclaimers I got to say. Oh, I can't believe you. I can't believe you said this and you said that and then you use a woman's voice like she's a bitch all the time. And she sounds like she's from Jersey or New York or something like that. Are you doing black woman like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what you talking about? Which is pretty close in to the to the voice uh in my excuse me but my voice drop because i'm on hormones because i think i'm a guy but i'm really a woman and in in the testosterone is kicking in so my my vocal cords are changing but you just need to know that okay so i don't mean anything to anybody i mean like that it's just joking because I'm going to tell you something. We don't start laughing about a lot of this shit without being dismissive and just can laugh at each other. Like, are you fucking serious? Like, you know, if you really step back and look at some of this stuff, it's like, are you really serious? Now, the truth of the matter is, is I've been trying to get people out of Illinois in my home state and get the hell out of there out of deep concern. I have a deep, long history in Illinois because I was born there. I got married there. I got divorced there. I raised two kids there. I started a business there. My life, most of it up to the age of 52. Maybe, is that right? Yeah, 53. There. There's a lot of history there. There also eventually, and I keep saying this will be a book. And I finally came up with the title that just came to me that is perfect. But it's not going to be really an autobiography. It's going to be about success, failure, and people failing you, which is another hint. There's hint two. Segue to go what we're going to go into. So well, uh, so anyway, the past 90 days, the number one state's Illinois, which just fucking freaks me out because I just really don't talk to, I talk to maybe one or two people, well, I talk to two people, my mom and a friend that I've known since we were kids. And he always checks up on me. How you doing, Timmy? And you know, we always start our conversation with, because mm, mm, I, what, 
I went through a phase when I was a kid. One of many. Uh, I would always do that to people. <laughs> it's like, whatever. Uh, second state's Colorado, which is probably most likely me. Third is California, which freaks me out. Florida is number four. Washington State, number five. That might be Bonnie and others. I don't know. Doesn't give me that. It just gives me the state. Illinois, Colorado, California, Florida, Washington State, Arizona, Oregon, Michigan, uh, Nebraska, really? Huh. Louisiana, Missouri, Indiana, Maryland, New York, Nevada, Nevada, Alabama, Idaho, Oklahoma, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, Connecticut, Washington, D.C., Iowa, Montana, North Carolina, South Dakota, Wisconsin. Okay, so thank thank you for all. Canada, you see, that freaks me out too there. Do you know, according to Glenn Beck, and I was listening, just about made me puke. So I'm listening to him when I, like, oh, I haven't heard Glenn Beck. I don't want people thinking, like some people, and there's nothing wrong with it, but they have their thing where they listen to the every day in their podcast or whatever that's cool but not me i mean the only person i may listen to every day a little bit of or in its entirety is uh the alex jones show or infowars.com but some people you know they listen to who they listen to and i respect that um but according to glenn beck yesterday allegedly a company factory in canada has been building this factory that's going to take crickets and make them food, which about made me fucking puke. I'm like, what? So do your homework on that one, and that's why I say, I say this, because Canada popped up. So Ontario and QC. I don't know what province the QC is. And it's not highlighted, or otherwise I could tell you. But regardless, thanks to uh, Canada. And then we pop to Australia. S.A. Vic in Unknown, which is 55. Somebody doesn't want me to know the location, which is fine. I don't care either. But anyway, thanks to all of that. Uh, this show <laughs> will be here, then it won't be here, and then it will be here, and it won't be here. I've been doing that for many, many reasons since 2008. And quite frankly, the last time a couple weeks ago, like a lot of people, I just got overloaded. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this show. I don't really care anymore. I've been trying to wake up people for mm, 15 years, right? You 46 math, 8, 15, 23. Yeah. When it all started a long time ago. And I've been successful. And I've saved people's lives, according to people telling me feedback. But saving one life is definitely worth it all however there comes to a point where you're like when i get knocked down hard 
I get back up, but I need to retract. I lost a friend that I not lost physically, lost friendship of a friend who just totally hit me sideways. Totally hit me sideways. I'm like, what? Then I thought I lost another friend, which was a complete misunderstanding. So that's resolved. And uh, and then some things weren't going the way that I was told they would without full details because it doesn't matter. It gets into drama. I'm like, okay, so it's time for Tim to step back, which I do a lot, and then kind of like reevaluate. But then when I do that, I, uh, well, of course, I still listen to other people, and I'm talking about complete strangers. I love conversing with people, and for some reason, they open up to me, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> okay. And not only that, but then I stumble across more things that resonate with me. And then people tell me. So I guess when I step back, I'm open to receiving things instead of when I'm on here, not as much. Because I don't go out on the internet or anything or look, what can I talk about? 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 Blah, 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 blah. I don't care. It just comes. It comes to me. And a couple things in the past two to three weeks since I've taken a break, things have come. One of which that I keep hearing that concerns me, this was a total stranger, beautiful girl talking to me. I go, how's it going? She's like, oh, I just feel like killing myself. And I, I know when people are joking or they're serious is are sarcastic. And there was some sarcasm there, but when somebody says they want to take their own life. Um, that's pretty fucking serious. And I have heard through the grapevine, people's like, Tim, all my friends want to kill themselves. I'm like, what? Now I heard it again. I don't know if it's the state of Colorado. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I'm not here to go that deeply and figure out why on a uh, sociology level, why things are happening. I'm more concerned about an individual. So I'm not going to fix the planet or the country or the state of Colorado. And hell, I can't even fix my own life for the most part. So I'm not into that. However, as a human being, trying to be the best human I can. That's very concerning. And quite frankly, when someone says that to a relative or someone close to them, they usually call the nut house and go, Hey, <laughs> this person is like threatening harm to themselves. And I'm just looking at her and I'm like, Wow. I have never, ever f felt or those dark thoughts have came into my head where I just want to kill myself, and I never will. 
So I, I told her and she told me why, and I don't want to get into it. And I'm like, it's pretty rough, you know, two jobs, this, that severe loss. I will say that extreme severe loss. And I'm like, huh? And, and, and I just like, I accepted it, but I didn't want to keep going into it. Although she did share a couple more things. And I'm like, you know, I tell people what I've been through and they don't believe it. And I don't want to make it a contest or a competition. But I need to, I got to say this too, as a disclaimer, when normal people give me the definition of that, here's somebody like me say, well, I and I, and make it about me. We're all taught or told when someone does that, that's a narcissist. For most of you haven't been through what I've been through, which has been AA support group, CA, some other ones, intense therapy. When you go to a psychologist or psychiatrist, or you go into a, a self-help group, whether it's a church or AA or CA or whatever it is, you have to talk about yourself. So for y'all that haven't been down that road, that's amazing. Uh, great. But when people start talking about themselves, don't automatically judge the person as a narcissist because it's not true. You have to talk about yourself. You have to share things with yourself so you relate to the person that you're talking to or the group of. And I could talk about me all freaking day long because I can. However, I can't talk about you or naming an individual or blah, 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 because then that's the little, um, that's crossing a boundary that you really don't want to for a lot of reasons. Number one, it's just wrong. Number two, uh, it can get you into trouble. So I want to make that perfectly clear when I say this and then allegedly turn it around and make it about me. No, I, I'm not making it about me. I'm sharing with you just want that perfectly clear because i've been called a lot of names <laughs> i'm going to tell you something none of them are true and they're all perception because you don't have a big enough brain or soul or spirit to look at this with an open mind and you better on this episode i'm gonna tell you that right now but it concerns me deeply when people or I hear I just hear that people whomever they are group of people one person whatever see it on the news person took their life I just saw something on TV now and I'm saying this on the ticker last night that an older couple in their 70s had a suicide pact and the husband killed himself, but the woman didn't. And I'm like, how fucked up is that? And why would you get into your seventies? And they were in Florida of all places. I'm like, why would you number one, have a suicide pact? And number two, why would you even take the action to do that in your seventies? 
in Florida, go to the fucking beach. Now, I don't know the details, but I'm sure it has a lot to do with financial, possibly health, possibly being isolated because the older you get, the more isolated in this society you become. So I don't know their quote unquote justification or reasons for doing what they did. However, there's no, there's no reason for that. There's absolutely no reason for that. But apparently there's a lot of people that are. And in fact, my co-host or former co-host or whomever found out that a guy listened to this show about that very subject that I did, saw it on YouTube, and went and got help. And it saved his life. Now, can I prove this or can I? And no, I mean, I'm only telling you what people are telling me. It'd be untrue. It could be true. I don't know why somebody would share something like that and it not be true. But I have to assume that it is. But this is a this is a common thread that as things get tougher, people take the easy way out. If you're going to kill yourself, you're a coward. You're a quitter. <laughs> Fucking people going to say, you're trying to do to make him kill himself, make him feel worse. No, those are the facts. You're just going to give up. When probably right down the road or around the corner, your life's going to change in the blink of an eye. Or you're going to have an epiphany or something because you need to figure this out. Now, if you're like me, okay, which I'd like to believe is the majority, but perhaps not. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not in the micro macro sociology and psychology and things like that. That's not my gig. It's for me. There's a lot of people that are having a lot of tough times right now. And if you're like me, the first thing you do, whether it's a, I got to bring it up. Sorry. Okay. Failure. Who failed who? That's the title of this podcast. Who failed who? And just put the situation or the names in there or both. Who failed who? But if I've had failure or unsuccessful results or whatever, the first person I look at is me. Then I look at the people that are involved. Okay. Now this might sound like bullshit because depending on who you talk to, oh no, that's not what happened. You blamed, you blame this person and that person and you still blame this person and that person for your failures. Uh, yeah, because I did my homework and I looked really deep into it and it is what it is. I just heard a story yesterday where a guy was running a company and um, it was ready to fail and there was no reason why it should. 
And it did fail. And you know why it failed? Because the guy had a gambling problem. Then he got his ax rate and then things got better. And then that addiction won over him and blew the money and lost his business. Okay. I'm going to make it perfectly clear. When I was married and I had my business and I started my business and I raised my kids and all this stuff that I'm supposed to do. I wasn't a gambler. I wasn't a drug addict. I wasn't an alcoholic. I wasn't unfaithful. I was a wonderful, here we go with the narcissism, wonderful husband. Was I perfect? No, I never cheated on my wife. I believe in vows. I never abused my kids or my wife. And when I ran my business, I always made sure that my employees were being taken care of. Okay. I can't help what other people do based on greed, perception, mental disorders and behaviors, past experiences, uh, unresolved issues that go back to childhood. I can't do anything about that for them. However, and I've blamed myself. That's why this is titled Who Failed Who? Because it's taken me seven years to finally, longer than that, actually. But let's just say seven years. I've been divorced seven years this month. That I took all the blame. But looking at it, looking at it, looking at it. Who failed who? I failed myself by letting the wrong people into my life, including my wife of 27 years, because I thought I could fix her. Okay. So if you're, if you're a good human and you want to save people and protect them like me, that's one of my first, and I don't want to say character defects, but it's, it's one of my personality traits. I've had two people in the past week who've known me forever saying, Tim, you didn't fail anybody. They failed you. Customers. And and it kind of seems like, well, wow, what did you, Tim, what did you do, Tim, if all those people failed you? I don't know. But I, but I just looked at it like I failed. I succeeded and I failed, okay? But just like my success, I can't take all the credit for that. I never, ever would have been successful with my wife and the woman and my best friend at the time. I never, ever would have been able to be successful without her, okay? So, so it stands to reason when you fail... And you got the same cast of characters in the circus. Failure has to lie other places than you. Just like I said, look what I did with my business. I was so successful for 20 years. That's bullshit. No. Team effort with everybody involved. And my intentions were never, ever to become rich. That's a double-edged sword. 
However, when the failure came, I'm just like, I failed. I'm the captain of the ship. I'm going down. I had mutiny. I had uh, a conspiracy going against me because the definition of that is three or more people. And there were at least three people inside right next to me doing everything they possibly can to make me look bad and fail. Now, if you want to believe that or not, I could give two shits because this is not my perception. This is what I have been told from the outside by more than one people. If it makes you proud, oh, look what business I got. I took Tim's customers. <laughs> yeah. And I got laid and I fucked your wife when you weren't home. Where do you want to go with this? Shame on you. You violated my trust, my concern, my well-being for you to make sure you could provide for your family and yourself, and you're going behind my back to my wife, and, and boo-hoo-hoo-hoo, and then, oh, hey, you know, you guys are divorced now. You want to go into business with me? So said a family member that came from my ex-wife. So I'm looking at this stuff. Because after you're totally destroyed, okay, now here's for you people that are thinking about committing suicide, okay? You better look at this from the perspective of who failed who. And if you can't absorb and assimilate or accept that these people failed you and go, you know what? That's on them. Because some people will go, yeah, you know, my, my husband fucked my best friend, blah, 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 all these things. And yeah, and, 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 but then you make it about yourself. It's like, well, why would they do that to me? I don't really necessarily think it's you. It's them. They're, you picked the wrong person to put in your life. That's as far as it goes, though. So you need to cast those people out. It's not you. You didn't fail them. I'm sure you fucked the guy every night and everything else. And of course you had your quarrels and this and that and everything else, you know, but that, that, and a woman too, you know, my wife cheated on me with my best friend. I've heard that one too. Or I had a family, this did not happen to me. I had a family member working for me and they were doing the books and they were embezzling money. And then you go, I fucked up, perhaps, but you didn't fail because of what you did because you gave a, a family member a job. And in that part, I did. I did give a family member a job. I gave more, more than one family member a job, an opportunity, and they failed me. I gave them all the tools, everything they could do. It's kind of like if you trained a person to use a firearm and they become a marksman. It's a horrible analogy, but it's the point. And I trained them, or I trained them in martial arts, type of weaponized tactics. And 27 years later, they put a bullet in my head with one bullet. Whose fault is that? Oh, I failed because I'm dead. Uh, maybe, but failure 
Who failed who? You didn't fail anybody. But if you're a piece of shit and this and that, and you're oppressing people and taking advantage of them and lying to them, and you're just a fucking scumbag, then uh, male and female, then yeah, it's on you. It's on you. But I don't think that's the case for a lot of people because I haven't seen it and I haven't ran into it. One of the worst things that I do is I am very, very, very hard on myself. And I am my worst judge, jury, and executioner. But now when I got people telling me, Tim, your business didn't fail. Your business failed you. Your wife didn't. You didn't fail your wife. Your wife failed you. And that is true. She made decisions based on hearsay, this and that, and assumptions, and just well, literally said, I'm going to destroy you. And she did. And I hope she's happy with, with that outcome. Uh, but who failed who? I kept my marriage vow. Anytime anything said some, something about her or whatever, I mean, I would definitely go, Kim, why, why are you hanging out at Hooters all the time? Because I, I, I mean, I would just bring everybody in the room and go, what's going on? But no, she trusted and believed somebody and put in writing, defended all costs over her own husband uh, for 27 years and uh, a relationship for 30 years with two kids and pretty much half of my life or thereabouts, a third to a half. So who failed who? I didn't fail her. Nothing changed until, again, I, we, who, whatever, let the wrong people into our lives, thinking they were family. That's a whole defined family. That's a whole different podcast. And then one of these people that was in on targeting me uh, help put my dad in the ground. I'm like, that's a very honorary position that needs a little bit of equity. There's people that know my dad as old as I am. One of them should put my dad in the ground. Specifically, probably his business partner, which I don't like. He never liked me. I don't like him. I don't care. But it is what it is. A little senior. Crazy. Who, who failed who? This is what you need to ask yourself. Who failed who? I stumbled in my little YouTube, uh, I hate YouTube, okay, but it's like, there's a lot of shit on there that I, that I have found to be very informative. So I'm just cruising through this. Now, there is a gentleman named Jonathan Kahn. He wrote the book, The Harbinger. He, he's a, a rabbi and he's Jewish, but he's, and I don't know the definition for this, he's a Jew that believes that Jesus Christ was our Savior and the Son of God and everything else, which, to my understanding, 
the Jewish religion does not believe that. So it's, you know, like there's an Orthodox Jew and there's, and there's nothing against Jews. Not my, actually, I have friends that are Jews and they call me, Tim, we think of you as one of us, which is one of the highest compliments I've ever received. Those people are very, very, very protective. And I don't blame them <laughs> one bit. Who can you trust? Oh yeah, just jump on this train. We're gonna take you to your own people, where people leave you alone, and uh, and you can work and commiserate with others, and this and that, and they march you right to a fucking oven. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Be careful. I don't blame them. But whatever this guy is, and it's an amazing story because uh, actually Scarlett and I are trying to get him on for an interview. So he wrote the Harbinger, the Harbinger Two. He's wrote six or seven books. I read The Harbinger, and I was floored. And then he, I got the, the Shemitah. I got that, which is interesting. But if you don't know who he is, I would go to YouTube and type Jonathan Kahn, C-A-H-N. And I, I'm just looking for, I'm looking, you know, I'm just looking, 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 looking. Like this podcast, we're looking for podcasts, we're looking for YouTube you know, but I, I knew of this guy. He just wrote a book that came out in the middle of the summer, approximately called the, um, oh, and there's a movie too. If you go to Amazon prime, just type Jonathan Khan movie. And there's a movie. There's only one that he does and narrates. And it just made my mouth drop. Now I like Joel Steen and all these other people and all these evangelical if that's the right word, you know, leaders or whatever you want to call them until their 503C is jeopardized and then they change your mind. But we're not going to get into that. It's a big problem with churches right now. You guys quit making it about the money. It's not about the money. Never will be about the money. And if you make it about the money, then it will be about the money. Get some messages out there that it doesn't matter. The truth is the truth. People are relying on you for guidance. Well, we can't talk about COVID. We can't talk about Biden or Trump or nothing. Why not? And Jonathan Kahn actually does that, but he doesn't do it like every service or every topic. You know, he doesn't do that. He just says, well, you might want to know that blah, 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 and our government, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I didn't know that. There's, there's one message he had about uh, the Soviet Union and the USSR with the missile crisis. I didn't know. I'm like, well, I never heard that before. This book. Okay, now this, this all depends on what you believe in. Okay, if you believe in spirits and then and or gods, and I'm not saying our God, who's the Holy Father up in heaven and Jesus Christ, the son and all that in the Trinity. That is not what I'm talking about. So you just need to get that, you know, out because when I saw this return of the gods, I'm like, I'm not reading that shit. And I have the book in audio. I haven't finished it yet, but I keep finding things out just by watching YouTube. And, probably like a lot of people, it's like, what is going on with this world? 
this world is going to hell. And oh, it's the Democrats, it's the Republicans, it's Trump, it's this, it's that. It's it's like it's the uh, Christians, it's the atheists, it's the gay people, it's uh, the straight people, it's the rich people, it's the black people, it's the poor people, it's the original Red Pill show, fucking fucked up podcast. It's all. It's Joe Rogan. It's Glenn Beck. It's Alex Jones. It's like it's the government. It's good. My senator. It's like on and on and on and on. And although that may have some validity to it, because we're all part of it, we're all part of the good as we are in the bad. Okay, whether it's intentional, unintentional, we all got a part of this. Okay, this all depends on what you truly believe in. If you believe in spirits, the spirit of the Holy Ghost, the spirit of a person, lost spirits. I'm going to get into the metaphysical a little bit, but not that far. If you truly believe in evolution and we're just advanced apes, then fine. That's fine. I feel people's presences. I feel their spirits. I can see them without them even uttering a word and almost know what their personality is. I feel that. I feel a presence. I feel, I just feel, and sometimes, and I'm not saying I'm psychic, but I just, I'm open to that. It's vibrations is all it is. It's just my antenna or me is tuned to those frequencies. Group karma, depending on what you believe in, karma, reincarnation. I'm not going to go down that road, but that was in the Bible in the book of Enoch and they took it out. Now I'm not going to get religious here and turn into a preacher by any stretch of the imagination. But when I saw this book, Return of the Gods, don't worship false idols slash gods, okay? And then gods, well, who's gods? And I, re- I read this book. This is one reason why I would never read Bill O'Reilly's books, because they always start with killing, killing Jesus, killing Chief Red Cloud, killing, killing, killing. I'm like, I don't want to read a book about killing people. Until I started reading one I'm reading now about what we did to the Native American Indians, which is atrocious, horrible. But literally, that's what it is, killing. It should be like exterminating or damn near. It it, it was fascinating. The book is fascinating, and I will read more. I've been told to read the book, Killing Jesus, And I'm like, I really don't want to read that uh, for a lot of reasons right in the title. And when I saw Return of the Gods, I'm like, I have my God. I'm loyal to my God. There is no other God than God himself that's in the Bible. So I'm like, okay, this guy lost his rocker. I'm not going to go down into false deities and and false idols and things like that. And I'm not going to touch the fucking book. But. It kept coming up on YouTube, and I'm like, no, and that's not what it's about. Back in the day, and not a preacher, and I don't have times, I don't have locations, and all that, but back in the day, even with Moses and all these people that were worshiping um, Elijah confronted them, they were worshiping Baal, Baal. Look up that guy. This is in the Bible, Baal. Okay? B-A-L-E. Look it up, because I did, on YouTube. 
This guy's job was to take away people's faith in God, and he did. And then he had a wife, and then the son of David was a motherfucker, and I wish I could remember all this. And like I said, I don't take notes. But Baal and his wife and so on and so on, all these gods that they worshipped and turned into gods misled them and destroyed them. And there's more and there's more and there's more because the more you get into this, the more you see how many, I'm going to call false gods, there were. And they are in the Bible. This isn't bullshit stuff like mythology and Zeus and things of that nature. However, there are uh, connections to that with mythology. Back in the day, and according to the Bible, and according to um, Rabbi Khan, I'm going to call him that with respect, in his book, Return of the Gods, People were searching and looking for guidance, but God forbid you look at the Bible. Does that sound familiar? No, we're going to ask that out. That's a bunch of horseshit. You know, we need somebody that can actually prove something to us or we can see them. or They do something instead of just your faith. There's a saying, lack of hope is lack of faith. Remember that. Oh, there's no God in the sky and this and that and everything else and angels and all this crap and Satan for, I don't know, for some reason they do believe in Satan, but they don't believe in God. No? Okay, whatever. That's, see, that's just, you can't, you can't do that. There's either spirits or influential spirits or gods or there's not. Okay, it's just, that's it. It's as simple as that. So make up your mind. So these gods existed and they were tempted and they went over to false idols to Baal and to all these other people until Jesus Christ came and we know that story and cast them all out. There's a story with Elijah saying to these people that were worshiping Baal, Elijah said, okay, go uh, pretty much go prepare a cow you know, for obviously eating and put it over a fire and wood, but don't light the fire. And I will do the same. So they do that. So Elijah says, okay, ask your God Baal to start that fire. So they waited and they waited and it happened. So then Elijah said to his God, who's the God almighty in the Bible. And that asked God to start the fire and sure shit. It happened. So now these people were like, whoa, wow, he is the true God. And a lot of them converted and uh, went back to or whatever word you want to use and had their faith back in God. But when Jesus was here, he cast out all these gods and then you think, well, where did he send them to? You know, to 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 their bedroom and they're locked up forever, or to hell, or whatever. It, I don't know the answer to that. What I do know is that he cast them out. So it's kind of like you walk out of your house. You know, well, where am I? Well, I'm outside, but I'm not in no specific geographical area. 
But when you're in the spirit form, it doesn't really matter anyway. You're cast out, out. Kind of like an exorcism, which I've never seen or whatever, but I only know that by the movies. So he cast out all the bad false gods and spirits. And it's been that way ever since then. But then you always get your people that are like, oh, well, you know, it's really, I still think that's a bunch of horse shit and all this and everything else. So let's let 2000 years go by with that, starting to erode our belief and faith in our God. Okay. Now this is what happens. This happened to Israel and it's happening to America. Okay. Because I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, man. Why, why is everything upside down crazy? And I watch, I'm going to date myself here. I, I watch a lot of 70s shows, okay? And I encourage you to do that, just let alone the Partridge family, which is going to sound really crazy, $6 million man. And just look at that open mind because they're nowhere near the TV shows that they used to be. And I'm like, wow. And, and most of them are about morals and family and doing the right thing. And there's a lot of, I'm going to tell you something. The Partridge family is written very well, very well. I'm like, oh my God. I mean, this show needs to be on today. It's like, it's like the messages and everything here are just a single mom, four kids and doing their band thing and just trying to survive. And it's all about unity and family. Not one word of God though. I don't, I don't recall seeing that yet. I think it's already implied or by default though, back then, I mean, it was 1970s. So, I mean, things weren't really, really going to hell literally to try to get rid of God in our society, in our country, in our lives. But it happened to Israel, and you need to watch the movie that I said with Jonathan Kahn. It's like four bucks, like in standard definition. Who fucking cares? You know, there's no CGI or nothing like that. You need to watch that. You need to get on YouTube, Jonathan Kahn, The Return of the Gods. And there's interviews on there, and I was going to play one. I don't know if I'm going to play one. It's from the TBN network. I haven't made up my mind yet because I can't do your homework for you. But I'm going to tell you something. You listen to this, and you're going to go, holy shit, because everybody that inter interviews him and talks about this, their mouth drops. They're like, what? When Israel was attacked and destroyed, they were supposed to go back to God. But what they did in defiance of God said, oh, well, fuck you. We're going to rebuild and we're going to be stronger than ever. And then they were finally destroyed because they turned their back on God. Okay. Does that sound familiar? And this is brought up. 9-11. Things were destroyed. And the highest beam for the... Um, Freedom Tower, is that what it's called? We'll replace the Twin Towers. The highest beam, Obama as president signed it and said, we shall rebuild better than ever, better than before, or some shit like that. The um, the ruler of, it must have been a king, right, of Israel, wrote, did the same thing or decreed the same thing when they rebuilt the highest tower in Israel. Did the same thing. 
So this is this is prophecy played out by people doing things and they have no idea what they're doing out of defiance. And we are slowly falling away from God. I got to pee quick, so give me like a minute, take a break, do something you got to do. I'd get a pen and paper if I were you. And, I, and I'm going to get this as to now what the consequences are probably going to be from falling from God because it is written, it's being prophesied, and it it's happened to Israel, and it's going to happen to us. No, yes, I want to extend it. So hang on a minute. Okay, so if, if you're like if you're like me and you're like, you know what, the world just fucked up. There's nothing I can do and just go, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why this is happening. But the media and other people and everybody else and family is like, well, it's because of politics and this and that and other things. The world's going to hell. You know, it's all those things. And that's not what it is. Now, I'm going to tell you what it is. I truly believe this. That there is entities or powers that be or vibrations or negative energy or whatever that are affecting this country at this time. These gods were cast out by Jesus Christ himself. And this country, whether people want to believe this or not, was founded on God Christian beliefs what's slowly coming back in and the term for that was they were pagans false gods this and that anything that was non-christian and belief of something else paganism pagan it's happening again and when leaders of this country and even the followers are following these people blindly like they did in Israel and in, in the past, cast out God, and they will not repent or defend. It has happened. It's happening again, and we're running out of time. When God is cast out, 
He doesn't exit immediately. He'll give you time. And according to Jonathan Kahn, there's numbers, 19 years, 50 years. I don't know, but one, once it's done, it's done. So when you and I decide or whomever finally decide on a collective majority that, no, we don't want God in our schools. We don't want God in our government. We don't want this. We don't want that. And they're well, there's separation between church and state. That was flipped upside down. And how I see it is that the government could not tell you what religion to believe. Not the way it's being used as a weapon. You can't have that in a public this or something that or government or, or whatever. You can't do that. They are casting out God. You can't say the Pledge of Allegiance to the uh, to the United States anymore. When I was a kid, we did every single day. Nope, can't do that. So whatever the circumstances are or the twisting of interpretation or powers that be or motive or whatever, the bottom line is we are casting out God. So when you cast out God, you have emptiness. When you have emptiness, that gives the opportunity for other gods to come in or come back in like they did in Israel. Then there are different gods with different powers. Baal was the number one supreme one. There's like the destroyer. Uh, it's like three different categories that Jonathan Kahn uses. But Baal by far was the most influential and powerful. And then his friends came in and just fucked everything else up too. Everything from turning to God to destroying marriages, to destroying family, to transgender, to homosexuality. This is the perspective of the Bible. Okay. I don't if you're gay, that's fine. Love is love. Okay. But there's gotta be a point where I go well, like, wait a minute, you're born with a penis or a vagina and you're going to argue with me what goes on your birth certificate. And then we're supposed to believe in the science. I mean, come on, come on, come on. Okay. But if you're gay, I, I, I personally don't have a problem with it, but in the Bible, it says differently. And this is what I'm talking about. So I have to stick with that. Oh, you're trying to violate my rights and this and that. It's like, no, you know, if people want to start fucking their dogs or whatever, or, you know, a dog wants to be a cat and somehow can meow. And I'm like, well, you know, that's not a dog. It's a cat because he or he thinks he's a cat and wants to be a cat. So therefore it has to be a cat. No, come on, man. I mean, come on. Be reasonable about this. I want to be a hot, sexy fucking bitch male with a bunch of women and a yacht and a boat and everything else, but that's not me. And I really don't know if I want that, but the point is you are who you are and your physical parts. Okay. So enough of that, but that's when these gods or spirits come in to influence people to destroy you and take you away from God. So I'm watching this and I'm like, holy shit. And everybody that listens.
to this. And then he has so-called proof chronologically and prophecy and people that are not even prophets are uttering the same words that brought in the total destruction of their own country and themselves and their governments by thinking they're saying things that are the correct ones and positive things because it's all about power. It's all about power. So you're going to attack us? <laughs> we shall rebuild and we will be stronger than ever. It's like, wait a minute. Why can't we look back and go, whoa, what's going on here? Why did we get attacked? Who who attacked us? What's the reasons behind it? What what's our what's our base foundation for our existence? Is it for God Almighty and Jesus Christ? Or is it for something different? And if the answer to that is something different, that's a problem. And that's the slow erosion of what our foundation was when this country was started, which there has never been and never will be one like it in the history of the world. We're essentially repeating Rome and Israel as far as defiance of God. Rome just wanted to conquer the world and everything else, and they did, and they damn near did until they started going down the road of thinking they were God and they didn't need God and starting to do some very, very, very ungodly things, put it that way. And they got attacked by the Huns who were trained by the uh, Praetorian Guard who were essentially the winners of the gladiator battles because they even had enough of that shit. Kind of like think of it like the CIA or Secret Service. That's the Praetorian Guard. And they even knew, this is fucked up, man. Uh, I'm not a fan for betrayal or this or that or anything else, but I, I think it was beyond that because the Roman Empire was falling from God. There's no, there is no, I don't care what you believe in or your history, there is no doubt whatsoever that the Roman Empire was falling from God. They had, according to a friend of mine reading Killing Jesus, uh, they were out killing Christians, and for over 30 miles, they had people that believed in God and Christians crucified up and down a road for 30 miles. You tell me that's godly? No. I was looking for answers or something and it just it, it just came to me. But I wasn't I wasn't looking like oh, I'm gonna go on YouTube and find answers or I'm gonna listen to a podcast and find answers. No, that's not that's not what I'm saying. It just I had myself open to that because through my phases of I go to doing this show, to being on social media, to going out and being an an, an outrovert or whatever, uh, when things are not like making sense or something's not right, I introvert and extrovert i'm sorry so ex it's an extrovert not an outrovert extrovert when things are great extrovert when things are not introvert 
And I go within and I'm like, I, I got to figure this out. So social media, the show, friends, this, that. It's like, no, it's a distraction. I don't need this. I need to figure this out. And uh, and then I do what I do. And like I said, I can't stand fucking YouTube. So it's not like I'm looking. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to Fox News and figure this out or CNN. It's like, no, 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 no. I don't need what they think or say. I just need an open perspective subjectively. And randomly. And I stumbled again on Jonathan Kahn. And I read the Harbinger like 15 years ago. I'm like, oh, geez, man, this, this book's crazy. I mean, but wow. Definitely changed my perspective and enforced it, which I really knew deep and down that it was wrong. And it, it is murdering kids in the womb. Um, pretty much he just phrased it as it's human sacrifice. And when societies go to human sacrifice, um, their false gods or gods or whatever, uh, are very happy that you're killing human beings, human sacrifice to make the gods happy is in the history of this world. Many, many times in societies and cultures, we just have the technology to do it and spin it as women's health concerns that we can go in there and kill a human being without it being born. Okay. Now that's my belief. <laughs> and I, I, I you want to argue about it? Put it this way. So we're going to go to Mars, right? We're going to search for life, right? So let's say there's a rock or some something that's physical that's already existing, but it's not a life. But let's say we get these Mars rocks and we do all these experiments and analyze them and we find quote unquote life in a rock. Well, no, that's not really, that's not really life. Well, it ain't. Well, no, because uh, a baby and, and a mom's womb isn't a life. So therefore, no, no, it's not life. We didn't discover life. Really? We didn't discover life. That's interesting. So life in our perspective is spun as human uh, health concerns to terminate a life is uh, not a life. So therefore, if we did find it on Mars, that would not be a life. Correct. Or why don't you just take the rock and throw it in outer space? Well, fuck that. That's not a life. That's inside something. What? Life is life. That's it. Okay. And, and and it's your decision. And I had to make a decision with my girlfriend at the time years ago. She was pregnant. She had to get x-rays and they didn't shield her abdomen. And the doctor said she's pregnant, but you should abort the baby because it pretty much fucked up. Oh. So I will have to deal with God on that decision. But as far as birth control or health, women's health reasons, when it's nothing more than just that, that's on you. I'm not going to tell you what to do. That's just on you. You will have to deal with that on the road. But if we continue to disrespect life, that's not a godly thing. And uh, that's a gift from God having a kid. I don't care what anybody says. It's amazing. And uh, you're not following God's will. And that's part of the problem. And it might not necessarily be you. I'll put it this way. God-fearing people and Christians 
when I talk to them, they do not believe in abortion. But that's like, well, that's because they're Republicans. And like, here we go. And you're white and you're rich and you're this and you're that. And see here. So that, that, no, this is about God's will. And pretty much what God's will is, is what isn't your will or our will. It's pretty easy to determine because we're humans and we are who we are and we have our character defects. And uh, we usually like to do what's in our best interest at all costs. So the reason why things are fucked up and it came to my um, satisfaction, contentment, it's not who's in the White House. It's not who's been in the White House. It's not your wife. It's not your husband. It's not your kids. It's not this. It's not your job. It's not that. It says we are falling from God. And when we turn our back on God, he eventually turns our back on us. We don't have his protection. And all of the other quote unquote gods that have hindered before like Baal come in and his wife and all these other creepy freaking gods that have no interest in God's will as in the Bible are going to further take you away from God's will until they're cast out again by either Jesus again or by you repenting and go, no, this is not God's will. It's a, it's really up to you. But more than once, according to Jonathan Kahn, Jerusalem, Israel is now a day America, New York, New York City. Jerusalem is New York City. And by far the most ungodly things are happening in New York City. It was attacked in 9-11. They love killing kids. They love doing some crazy shit that is not based on God, treating kids like crap. And then they say that they're trying to defend them. It's all a crack of shit. Lockdowns, violating your rights. COVID, COVID-19, that was the worst. That's where it started. That's where it was really bad. People dying left and right. Yeah. So it is what it is. But I, I'm not telling you how to think, say, or do. This is the original Red Pill Show. I'm trying to wake you up to why I have people telling me, oh, I just want to kill myself. What? And no offense, we're in the state of Colorado, which is pretty much blue and democratically ran. And there's a lot of similarities between New York, Chicago, uh, slowly other states turning blue and they're going to hell. Um, and I'll just pick on Chicago. But I heard this now twice in Colorado since I've been back in a year that people want to kill themselves. Not really anybody I want to hang with, but I, I get that. Not that I want to, too, but I get that. And instead of going, well, holy shit, I, you know, stay away from you and this and that, uh, which, which I do to a point cause I have my injuries, but I have to think why, why is people, why are people saying beautiful girl, probably in her late twenties, maybe 30. And she just fucking said, yeah, I just feel like killing myself. I'm like, what? 
There's something wrong. There's something wrong. And after stumbling on Jonathan Kahn again and this new book he's got, I'm like, holy crap. Now, with me saying that and me saying what I'm saying, listen, if you're, you know, if you're a Muslim, a Jew, uh, atheist, uh, you know, whatever, I'm not trying to convert you. I'm just trying to make you think step back as a human and go, man, this place is fucked up, man. And why? Why? Well, times are changing and it's about equality and it's about, no, it's not about equality. It's about falling from God and taking all the godly things away and morals and ethics from our society and ripping God out of it on every level from your house to your school to your government and even the churches. And when we do finally fall from God, you think things are bad now. We will be destroyed and leveled probably from some foreign enemy because we will not have the protection of God. Look up the six day war in Israel. I mean, you don't, you don't believe in God's protection. <laughs> Look that up. I'm going to play. I'm going to check the chat room before I do this, because this will be the end of the show. After I play this, it's off of TBN. It's off of uh, YouTube. So I'm going to share it. I claim my fair use act. I'm not getting anything out of this. And in fact, I am trying to, share what Jonathan Khan, Rabbi Khan's doing and point you in that direction. And then whatever direction that points you from there is you. That's your moral compass. You know, whatever you want to do. But if we don't change very quickly back to a God-centered society, Gifts from God, protection from God, everything else, because we're the greatest country on the planet. And when we fall, we're done. We're done. Illinois, they're already coming after your guns. Bad. They just made legitimate gun owners um, uh, violating a felony because the clips hold more than uh, what they said they should, which I think is, I don't know. I don't want to say the number. But if you have a magazine that holds more bullets than they just passed in the law after January 1st, you're breaking a felony. And 60 sheriffs in the state of Illinois said we're not enforcing it. It's unconstitutional. And if you can't see through that one, oh, it's good, then people will stop getting shot. Yeah, just like the war on drugs. You know, yeah, that really worked. Hey, once you make something illegal or say it's bad, number one, you got to look at it and go, Who's doing this and why? And is this godly? I mean, is it godly to have God's will to have a firearm? 
uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, Moses had a staff and that fucker was pretty powerful, but he didn't use it to go kill people. He used it to defend himself and show examples of there is a God turning it into a snake against uh, Ramses when they had their little pissing match in Egypt. You know, I don't know. It all depends. It all depends on how you see it. But if you think taking guns away from people is going to fix anything, you're sadly mistaken. Sadly mistaken. It's for protection against enemies, foreign and domestic. And then you hear, oh, you're going to need an F-18 to fight the government. Um, Not on uh, a spiritual God war. You don't. You don't need that. You need God. That's all you need. It's like when when Moses came to the water when he when he freed the Jews from Egypt and uh, going to Israel and they ran into that body of water the sea of something I don't fucking know what it is and they're like, oh gee that's great thanks Moses you just ran us into the dead end and we got soldiers coming after us. And he split the water with his staff and God. I mean, it's just more than superficial science crap, man. I have seen some miracles happened in me in my life. And if it wasn't for God, I would, you wouldn't be hearing this. I have no doubt. The reason why, two things here, and I'm going to play this. Two things. Who failed who? Who's failing who right now? All your elected servants, oh, you're failing us because you're uh, you're not a Republican. You're not a Democrat, blah, 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 blah. Are we all failing God? That's what I truly believe. And by what I see. Maybe after I play this, every people, everyone that watches this thing and I see it, their mouth traps are like, what? Because it's all based on mysteries of the Bible and what's happened in the past. And Jonathan Kahn uses all that and dates and connects the dots and go, holy shit. And he even says that this guy used to be an atheist. And now he's a man of God. And it's just, if anything, entertain yourself with this. But it, you really can't argue this. Oh, that's just convenience and this and that. And he's, you know, making it, manipulating it. And I don't think so. <laughs> I don't, uh, there, there could be some things. I'll give you that, but not everything. Some of it just makes too much sense, man. So if you're down in the dumps and you feel like, you know, the world is just so fucked up. I don't even want to be here anymore. You need to hear what I just said, share this with people and you need to hear what I'm going to play. And then after that, because it's not you, 
These false gods, idols are coming in because we're shoving God out. And even though you're not making that decision individually, it's happening with the powers that be that have power and control, and they are casting God out. So therefore, it's at the top of the food chain, and that's where it's coming in, and it's trickling down to us peasants like it always does. And that makes sense, and it's happened in the past. Listen to this. I'm going to play it, and I think it's about a half hour. It's off the TBN network. I got it queued up. I'm going to play it. There might be some commercials. I don't know, whatever. YouTube, I'm sure there is. I'm claiming my Fair Use Act, and I am giving credit to where it came from. I can't do any more than that. It's spreading a message. I'm not getting a dime out of it. I hope it points you in, in a direction that is at least of God or God's will. It necessarily doesn't have to be through Jonathan Kahn. However, I think you need to hear this because I sure did. And I find myself a pretty high spiritual God-fearing person, good human, that is trying to stay good or not really trying to stay, improve being a better human. But there's a lot of people that are losing their way. And they think the way out is to let themselves get out of this world. And this is the point in time that we need you. It's not you. Who failed who? Just remember that. Who failed who? If you're surrounded by people that keep failing you, I don't care it's your if your wife of 27 years, two kids, my situation, and they literally say to your fucking face, I'm going to destroy you after they go see their attorney. And then put in words, I'm going to defend my son-in-law at all costs. And total betrayal and falling from God. And vows don't mean jack fucking shit. Because I let a delusional person into my family who I called family and it destroyed me and influenced my wife to a degree that I never even thought was possible. So if you have people like that in your life, and I got more stories, but it's not, the point is, yes, you failed. Okay. And then you look like, oh my God, I don't have any friends. I'm 57, 58 years old. Uh, you know, my job sucks. I was totally destroyed. I'm starting over. The world sucks. I don't understand it. If, if I argue that somebody shouldn't be a transgender, I'm an asshole. Or if I'm not a Democrat, I'm an asshole. Or, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's all my fault. I don't fit in. Well, you might not fit in, but it's not your fault. Who failed? Who? Failure is failure. Success is success. Who helped you succeed? Because I'm sure you didn't do it on your own. And if you did, you're an asshole and a narcissist, and it's not true. Or did you fail? And you did not fail because of you. You failed because of other people. They failed you. Now, and this is a good segue, now we're failing God. God's not failing us. We're failing him or her. I don't give a shit. So what do you think's going to happen? If you continue to fail people or people fail you, it's a downward spiral that we're never going to get out of. 
So you better make sure that you're not the reason why you failed or this country fails for that matter. So that that's enough. I, I hope that resonates with somebody. I don't really know. I don't even know if it makes any sense. It's totally shit. I'm just concerned about, no pun intended, I'm just concerned about people's mental well-being and their attitudes because I don't care who you are. If, if you're totally content with taking your own life, there's a problem, man. And I can pretty much promise that it's not you. People failed you, and I'm being redundant. I just need that to get you to get that through your thick fucking head. You were failed by others in situations, not you. If you caused it, then that's what you get. If you failed other people first, then so be it. You reap what you sow. But if you're getting punished, for other people failing you, that's on them, not you. Don't give up. The more you're persecuted, the more you're pounded on, the more that you're destroyed by family members, loved ones, friends, former employees, customers, the, the stronger you become and the bigger the reward. But don't just give up. Come on. Go back to God. Everything's because of God. Live God's will. Just keep people that failed you out of your life. And if you see it repeating, it's like, you know what? I, I got boundaries here. I just had to end a friendship with a friend that just came at me totally sideways. I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry you feel that way. Peace and love. But I can't have somebody like you in my life. And it was really hard. It was really hard because in the, in the end, not only did I see this person setting themselves up for failure, they're starting to project their failure on me. And I'm like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Been down this road before. Uh-uh. I had my hope and faith in my family and my wife to have my back. And I thought we all were living under God's will. And I was wrong. I was wrong. So, Instead of having the faith in other people that are failing themselves and then they project their failure onto you and then blame it on you will not be in my life anymore. I don't give a flying fuck who they are. And I will fall back on God and God's will and do God's will over mine or anybody else's. I don't care who it is. That's your decision. But this these gods coming in and this influence, I believe to be true only because it's happened in the past and it's happening now and it makes perfect sense. So quit blaming yourself, quit blaming Biden, Trump, this, that, whatever, gay people, rich people. It's these gods and these false entities that are paganism trying to get you away from God almighty. Okay. And it's worked in the past. And if it worked in the past it's again, and apparently it is working again, but you don't see it because you don't know. Hopefully this, after you listen to this, now you will know and go, holy shit. So I'm going to give you a minute or two before I play this. Cause you got to listen to it. You can always pause it though. If you listen to this 
on a podcast, but live, I don't think you can pause it. Listen to this. I'm going to give you a minute or two. I'm going to go into the chat room and see if there's anybody there saying anything. And uh, I have had to minimize them and I'll go back because it's a different dimension and it grabs my attention. It's like some hot broad walking by me and I'm like, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. I go, whoa, holy shit. She's fucking hot. It, it's that. It's a distraction. Um, and then I forget what the hell I was talking, <laughs> talking about or thinking about. So that's the best way to explain the chat room. But I am going in there now, if I can find it. Um, here we go. All right, here we go, here we go, here we go. All right, guys and ladies and gentlemen, what's up? All these people in here, comments, T-S-L-F-I-A, L-A, likes the show. Good evening from Iran. Good evening. Pleasure having you here. Thank you. Um, okay, so there's only a couple people in here. That's okay because I'm I'm not doing this. I do it. I'm not going to do it. And like I'm not doing the show no more. And then I just find what I'm searching for unknowingly. And when that happens, I share that because I know I'm not the only one that you know is really essentially ready to give up hope and comply and acquiesce to these asshole people that are trying to tell us what we should think, do, and how to live. And that's not freedom. And it sure as hell ain't the United States of America. We're supposed to be spreading that freedom of religion, you know, freedom of speech, right to bear arms, Fourth Amendment, illegal search and seizure, you know, Fifth Amendment, I plead the Fifth. I'm going to take the Fifth. I ain't saying shit. You know, yada, 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 and it's all being taken away. And those are God-given rights, and they are our rights that should not be infringed upon. But for somehow, some way, that happens, and it's wrong. And it's happening because these gods from the past are coming in because we're turning away Almighty God who's protecting us. And and hopefully, when you listen to this, you'll get it. I don't care who your God is. It doesn't matter. If you're not doing your God's God's will, which should be God Almighty in the Bible, I'm not trying to offend anybody. I'm not trying to change your belief system. I'm just trying to wake you up and go, really? Is this really God's will in what we're living in? And then you have to acquiesce to survive or fit in. And what you're doing is you're compromising yourself and your beliefs. The more we turn away from God, the worst it's going to get. And these false gods from paganism are going to come in again and are going to destroy everything. And I saw this and I was floored. I was, I mean, I, I, I find myself to be a very strong spiritual person in my beliefs, which is Christianity. Uh, but when I heard this, and first of all, it's coming from a Jew, okay? So he's Jewish, but he's one of the Jew, Jewish people that accept that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. That's a big difference with Jews, as I understand it. I'm not trying to pick on anybody or whatever. I don't, I don't care what you believe in. But if you don't believe in God himself, then we got a problem. Or you got a problem. We all got a problem. But when he said this, and he does believe that Jesus was the Messiah, 
and he starts saying this stuff and does his homework and makes all these connections based on mysteries. And then when did it happen again? At what time? And this and that. And I'm like, oh my God. What's going on? What's going on? And could it be? He says that a lot. Could it be this? He's not saying it is this. He's saying, could it be this? Which I love. He's not telling you you know, with brimstone and fire and pounding on a pulpit. Well, this is what I found and this is what it is and blah, blah. We need to repent or we're all going to die and you know, all that shit. It's not that. It's like, could it be, could it be that? And it's like, I love that. Could it be that? Yeah, it could. It sure as hell could. So I'm going to play this. Thanks for listening. Again, I claim my fur years for, for use act. I think it's like 40 minutes long. I don't know. 46 minutes long. It says right there. The Return of the Gods, a full teaching from Jonathan Kahn off of the TBN network, off of YouTube. So if I hear some copyright strikes or any of this bullshit, I will delete it, but I'm sharing it. And and, and I claim my fair use act. And this is, you know, getting the message out. So I don't know why they would have a problem with it, but I am getting giving them credit. And you really need to have an open mind and listen to this stuff. I ask you to do that. Please do that. And then make up your own mind. But there's a lot of great points in here and things I didn't know. And not like I know everything, but I know my belief and I know what I need to do and not to do. But this really floored me. And this Bane guy is a badass motherfucker. So, so just listen to it. Make up your own decision. I don't care if it helps one person, then my goal's complete. That's all I'm trying to do. But again, finally, who failed who? If America falls, oh, well, that was just a failed system to begin with. So therefore, you know, that's what you get. Or did we, the people fail? America or did America fail the people? Yes. Failure is failure, but who failed who? So you need to think about that. Are you failing someone else or did they fail you? But in the end it's failure. But if you're like me, you blame yourself. And on top of all this other crap that's going on, that's not good. That is not good. That is not a good place to be. Keep people out of your life that have caused you failure. And don't let ones in that when you start seeing it happen, I don't care who they are. They will destroy you, especially if they utter the words coming right out of their mouth. So here you go. Here's the video. I'll just let this play. And then after it, it's done. Please share the show. If you know somebody that's down and out, please share this with them. They need to hear this. They might not to hear my bullshit, but they definitely need to hear this from Jonathan Kahn, which you can find. Just type Jonathan Kahn, the exposed truth behind the dark trinity in the world from TBN. And just have an open mind because it definitely resonated with me. And I really, truly hope it helps you. So that's that. So here we go. Here's how your music sounds in your room. The same way it happened with priests. I mean, we have our own form of priests. Same way, actually, actually, more poor children, basically minorities, were killed 
because of this God. And it's happening yeah. the same way here. It's it's following like clockwork. It, it's it's you can, you can say, how could they ever do that? We're doing it. We're following. The, these are this is what the gods do. This is what the pagan world did, and that's what we're doing. Jonathan is great to have you back with us to talk about this blockbuster new book. The Return of the Gods. Always great to be with you, Eric. And this is this is my backyard right now, where we are. This is always a blessing. True. Here in the NYC area, hey, you say mm. that The Return of the Gods is the most explosive book you've ever written. Mm. Now, you wrote The Harbinger, <laughs> which sold over one million copies and counting, mm -hmm. but you say this is the most explosive yet. Why yeah. do you say that? What does The Return of the Gods reveal? Yeah, this is a mystery that affects everything that's happening right now in our world, in our culture. What if that behind everything we're seeing, the changes of America, the, the, what's happening to the children, what's happening to the media, behind that is an ancient mystery that goes back to the tablets of ancient Mesopotamia. What if the gods that we hear about, you know, gods that we think, okay, that's fiction. Well, that, they are in one sense, but what if there's a reality to them? What if they are actually, there are actually beings linked to this? And what if, what are they? Who are they? And what if they returned to our day now? What would happen? What if they are the invisible agents behind all these changes that are taking place, taking place in the classroom, taking place on television, taking place on our computer screens, uh, taking place in the Supreme Court? What if it lies behind things like the, the sign of the rainbow, like, like what's happening to gender, what's happening in everything that's affecting everyone. What if one of the principalities or gods actually, uh, actually manifested in New York City, not far from where we are right now? Uh, what if that's happening? And the, the thing is, here's the thing is, it is happening. It is real. It is right from the Bible. It explains, I mean, when people, when we were talking before, when I first was sharing this, you know, the, the one who, who was speaking to me said, this is every, this explains everything. Well, we're all dealing with it. Everyone who's watching right now is dealing with it. Every family is dealing with it. Every relative of the, is dealing with it. We are all dealing with it in our lives. And so this, the return of the gods is to remove the veil and to expose this that we can see because, you know, we can't win if you don't know what you're fighting, you know, um, and to empower God's people. And we'll, we'll be able to, there's so much to unpack. We'll be able yeah. to touch or taste of it, but I believe this is one of the most important things I could ever, ever bring forth. Jonathan, they say the first rule of war is to know your enemy. This is a spiritual war. Yes. What is the mystery of the spirits, number one? And number yeah. two, the book is titled The yeah. Return of the Gods, plural. Right. We know there's one God, the God Absolutely. of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Absolutely. but there is something deeper yeah. behind, as you said, yeah. these ancient demonic pagan entities. Yeah, well, the Bible speaks a lot about the gods. You know, it says, who are you, who is like you among the gods? You know, the Lord says, I will execute judgment against the gods. Has a lot to say about that. And so, so what are the gods? Well, first of all, all over the world, there were gods. I mean, all over the world, every culture, it's kind of a strange phenomenon, was worshiping gods, every culture. So, so why and what, what is it? Why is it universal? Well, the Bible gives the answer. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy and in the Psalms says they worshiped or they even sacrificed their children to the gods, but the word it uses, the word the Shedim, the Shedim, that, that's in the book, what are they? The, the word Shedim means entities, beings, spiritual beings. Now, in ancient Babylon, they said they could be good or bad, but in the Bible it says, no, no, they're only bad. So it's, it's the Shedim, it, so it wasn't just these figments of people's imagination. Now there was imagination and all, but it's, it's, it's that word. Now, when it was translated by the rabbis into Greek, they chose the word daimonia, 
which we get the word demon from it. And that is the, the word that actually Paul uses when he says the same thing. He says what the Gentiles, the pagans are worshiping, what they're doing, they're actually worshiping the daimonia or the shedim, these entities behind the gods are entities. So what it's saying is that, that again, not that the mythology is true, of course, sure. about, but that that sometimes you know the mythology of man could follow what these things are and these entities demonic can actually use the mythologies because what's the what's their point to bring worship away from god i mean so you'd expect this so the bible says there's something very real going on yeah. so the question is what would happen if these things that were there in the world if they if they return, which, which which we'll get into. Yeah, I mean, look, you had golden calves, you had idols made of wood. Obviously, they're not gods, yeah. Jonathan. But as you lay out in the book, there are spirits and principalities, demonic, yes, spiritual influences yes. behind these idols. Yeah, yeah. The god, the gods were the masks. I mean, the, yeah. that, so when we say the gods, so that the Bible speaks about this as entities. So that's the first piece of the mystery. The next part is is that is that you know. There's a link in in the world between the gods and these cultures that worship them and spirit possession, because actually you'll find that all over the world. You find that phenomenon. Of, they all describe possession. Why? Because they're given to the gods. If the gods are spirits behind them, they're given to the spirits. So when you look at pagan the pagan world, you see all the signs of possession. And the closer someone was to a god, like the oracles and the priests and priests, the yeah. more they 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 manifested the signs, classic signs of possession, you know, foaming, you know, shaking. Yeah. All, that was part of pagan worship. But it's not only that, it's also that the entire culture can be possessed. An entire civilization can be possessed. And that's going to be very important when we talk about what's happening now. But that happened back then. So you have, you only have not only individual possession, you have civilizational possession. A nation can become possessed. And that's what we're going to get into. Well, I think of the Babylonians, the Assyrians, the yes. Romans, the Greeks, Jonathan, all these pagan deities uh, that they worshiped. But eventually, you lay out in the book that yes. they were in the grip of this, of this yes. really yes. demonic possession yes. of a culture, a society, a civilization. Yes. But eventually, those gods departed. That's yes. one reason the book is called The Return <laughs> of right. the Gods. That's right. Where did they return from? Where did they go? How did they eventually yeah. depart yeah. from the ancient world? Yeah, one answer, Jesus. One answer, Messiah and God. You know, in that, in that he came into the world. You know, now, now the, only, you know, the only part that wasn't, you could say, wasn't possessed is, was Israel. And when Israel turned away from God, they went into it too. But even what we call Western civilization, our, our quote civilization, that was possessed back then. So what happened was God came. Messiah came. He had the power of, in the Greek, it says ekbalo, to cast out, cast out the spirits. Well, that also means the gods, too, because the gods were linked to the spirits. You know? And so what happened is when he sent the gospel into the world, they were going into the pagan world. So you have a clash of God and the gods, the spirit and spirits. And that's why when you read the book of Acts, what you're seeing this clash, you know, Paul is, is followed by a possessed woman. You know, there's an, right. out, there's an uproar in a city over the gods. And, and so you have, you have a clash, you have persecution. Now the war against Christians was the war of the gods. They were told, they were said, you know, worship the gods and we won't kill you. You know, it was a war of gods. In fact, the great persecution of Rome started by that oracle, this possessed woman in the temple gave the word to do it. Right. So it's a war. So what happened is, but the gospel triumphed and the gods 
departed. The temples became empty. They were gone. They were rid. So if the gods are departed, that also means the spirits were departed. This was the greatest mass exorcism in the history of the world. Wow. And every time the gospel came, that's what happened. So you have this, and it's unique. That's why Western civilization is unique. It was the only civilization that was exorcised. But now the question is, what would happen if they return? And there's actually a mystery that, in a parable that Messiah gave, that actually unlocks the key. The book is called The Return of the Gods. As you can tell so far, this is a groundbreaking, fascinating book for our times, and it can be yours for a gift of just $25. You see the information there on your screen. Pick up The Return of the Gods. Jonathan, tell us about the House of Spirits. Yeah and why that's so central to unlocking this mystery that yeah. you unpack in the book. Yeah, remember that the Lord gave a parable, and he said, if a spirit departs from a man, it goes around roaming, looking for a place. But if it finds no place, it says, I'm going to return to my house. We're talking about the guy. Goes back, finds it all clean and in order and empty. And so he says, you know what? I'm going to bring my friends. Goes out and it says, brings seven spirits worse than the first. And comes in now and says, the man, now the, the latter state is worse than the beginning. The man is worse now in being repossessed than he was before he even got cleansed. Now, when people look at this, okay, that is a, a warning. Yes, you don't turn back from knowing God. Yes. But he says, so it will be with this generation. He wasn't talking about just one man. He's talking about a civilization. And so when you take this to the big, biggest application, you have a culture that, again, we said was possessed by the spirits and the gods, was exercised. Western civilization became exercised. Now, here's the warning. If that culture that has known God ever turns away from God, if it ever turns back, the spirits will return to it. The gods, the same gods, that, or the spirits that are represented by the gods, will come back, that were cast out, will return, and they will return to repossess the house, to repossess the civilization. Now, think about America. Think about, now, you want to, this is, you want to understand people saying, what's going on? How, this is so crazy. This is what's going on. And, and the thing is that what it says, when it comes back, it's going to be worse than before. When you look at civilizations that have turned from God, like Russia was demonic. Look at Germany, turned from God. Look what happened. Well, now it's happening to America and the entire Western world. And to whom much is given, much is yes. required. The book you just, you just contains so much scripture, scriptural background here as well, Jonathan. It's great. If the gods, these unclean spirits, have indeed returned, as you lay out in the book in great detail, how would they return in the modern era? We're, we're not necessarily seeing people worshiping golden calves, obviously, mm -hmm. and idols of wood. How would they return? It seems much more subversive today. They're returning to a, a civilization that has known God. So, you know, yeah. that, that quote, a quote, Christian civilization. So it's a whole different thing. Can't come back. First of all, can't come back all at once. Can't come back saying, hey, we're going to mess you up. It's going to come back step by step by step. First by a little thing, a gentle. And the thing is, what's going to open the door is if that civilization starts turning away from God. And when you can see the real marker is uh, the beginning of the 1960s. You start. Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. With the money you saved, we tried electric unicycles. I think I got it. Okay. Doggy paddle. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Start seeing the turning, putting God away, putting prayer away. That is what's going to open the door. And the thing is that the when you look at you know which gods are going to return, 
Uh, well, the same gods or the same principalities that were in when Israel turned away from God, you know, because we're in that pattern, that they're going to return. And and with Israel, there were three primary gods among others that were that 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 epitomized everything. One I call in the book in the Return of God is called the Possessor, and you call these, by the way, the Dark Trinity. Yes, it's a Trinity. That's right, the Dark Trinity. Yeah, the first is the called the Possessor. The second is called the Enchantress, and the third is called the Destroyer. So these are the three primary. Yes. Gods yes, that yes. have returned. Yes. As, as look, uh, you, you mentioned rightly, Jonathan, beginning in the 1960s, yep. a bit of a national backsliding yep. away from God yep. really began then. Yep. Prayer removed in the schools, yep. the so-called sexual revolution. Yep. You well, dig into it in the yep. book. Yeah, well, the first, yeah, first you open the door. The door is turning from God. But when you open the door, the house is never going to stay empty. That's what it's saying. And so what happens, you have the first one called the possessor. In Hebrew, his name was Baal or Baal, which means the possessor or the Lord or the master or the owner. And what he did, or this principality, is he was the alternate substitute gods. He was the god of the of, of turn away from God. He, I'm going to be your new god. I'm going to make you prosperous. And he's the one, or this principality, that drove God out, out of the public square, out of the palace, out of the children's education. So what do you see in America? You see a spirit that starts driving God out, step by step by step. Started small. People said, okay, it's taking prayer out. Look at where it has come, because again, empty the house. If we empty the house, you're gonna something else is coming in, and so what comes in is this spirit of Baal, really and, the main pagan deity. It yeah. seems Baal was the most prevalent in ancient times. Yeah, he's he later on he's actually associated with Zeus, you know, in the time of the of time of the Greeks yeah. and the Romans. So he was the king of the Canaanite gods. He's the first one. He's like that first spirit that comes in, you know, yes. and, and and then he brings his friends. And so in the Bible it says it says he caused Israel to forget God. So so he, so what's happening is it's a spirit that has caused America to forget God, to forget that it ever knew God. You know, if you knew back then in the 60s, where if people knew where it was going to end up, you know, what, what the thing is this, these are pagan gods or pagan spirits. So if they come to a Christian nation, their mission is to take a turn a nation that is, quote, Christian and turn it into a pagan nation paganizing. That is what we have been watching for the last half century. When you're saying, what's going on? That's what's going on. And it even says he caused he caused Israel to turn away from the commandments. We literally have struck down the Ten Commandments in Remo America. Remove we, we banned it. The spirit of Baal is in all these things. We are watching, we are watching this nation and this civilization becoming pagan. And you have written many times, Jonathan, and really uh, many of your books about the parallels between Israel's trajectory with the Lord and America's trajectory with the Lord are, are shared destinies yes. in some ways. So I, it's no surprise to you, obviously, that some of the same problems that plagued ancient Israel yeah. are now plaguing America. Yeah, when, with the harbinger in the other books, it's speaking about the signs that happen. Now this is speaking about the actual yeah. spirits that are in there and they're in America now. And, and it actually goes deep because, because the, the process of Baal, taking, a, taking possession of a culture, is that, that it's deep because, for instance, in the pagan world, you had many gods. You didn't have one god. So you didn't have one truth. You had many truths. You had, you can make your own, you can make your idol. I created my own reality. That is what we are watching when people says your truth, yes. my truth. If I say, if I say I'm a tree, you have to accept that yes. because there's no truth because that's pagan. That is totally pagan. Yeah. I, and, and when you also take away God, everything becomes God. Sex becomes God. Nature becomes God. Ideology becomes God. This is behind wokeism. This is behind, I mean, every, even behind, I won't get into, we won't talk, but an ancient mystery linked to our, our addiction to computers. Computers are linked to this. Uh, uh, virtual reality, new age, all this 
this is linked to Baal and the pagan is the paganizing of America. 1960s, the door was really open to this, Jonathan. Did Baal, uh, the sign of the possessor, mm. physical sign, yeah. did it manifest yes. itself in America? Yeah, yeah right near here. Uh, yeah, right near here. And we're in yeah. New York City, yeah. just yeah. a reminder. Yeah, this is one of the, the signs of Baal actually was a bull, a bronze bull. All over, all over the, the all over Israel was the, it was a sign, and it was linked to you know they went to Baal because they said, well you're going to help us be prosperous, you're going to help our fields. Well, what happened is in a, in the 1980s, a sign appeared right near here. They uh, they put down, they laid it. It was a massive, massive bronze bull, the sign of Baal, and the sign in the Bible of a nation that once knew God and is now turned away from God and is now subject to, to bail. And right by Wall Street, by the financial, which is about prosperity, we call it a bull market. That's yeah. a bail market. You know, you know, and, yeah. so, and, so, and, there, and there's, so, there's actually, I won't go into it because we don't have the time, but even, even a, a part of Bale's temple was recreated and erected right near where we are in New York City and in Washington. Bulls and bales, mm. folks, you're not going to hear this anywhere else. I guarantee the book is called The Return of the Gods, and it can be yours for a gift of just $25. You see the information there on your screen? Pick this book up for such a time as this. Hey, we're talking about the dark trinity. Yes. The possessor, Baal, yes. number one. Yes. The second member of this yes. dastardly trio, the Enchantress. Yes. Tell us about her. Yeah. Actually, in, in Canaanite mythology, she is known as the, the wife or lover of Baal, but she appears everywhere. She appears in the Bible as she's called Astart or, or actually Ashtorath. 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 And you see Baal and Ashtorath. And in that order, the first poles, is Baal. The Ashtorath poles. Yeah. Or that sure. were worship. Well, yeah. yeah. So first is Baal, then comes Ashtorath. And what was she? Well, she's known as Ishtar as well. She's also known as, when she went to Greece, she became Aphrodite. She became Venus. But it's a very dark, dark thing. She was the goddess of sexual immorality sexuality, divorce from marriage. She was actually known as the great harlot, the prostitute goddess. And so when she came, comes into a culture, what's going to happen? Well, what we, we would expect that as Baal comes in, the turning from God first, then we would expect something to happen to sexuality a revolution. And that's exactly what happens starting in the 60s. The sexual revolution starts. This is the power. This is the, the principality that will seek to possess a nation by turning the Christian sexual values, values of marriage, into pagan sexual values. That's exactly what we have been witnessing ever since. So this starts taking over our culture. 